Hello, I'm Tristan Anderson, and you are listening to Season 2 of Colorado State University History Department's podcast, The Land Grant Chronicles, written and recorded by the students in the History of Outdoor Recreation class. This season explores the crisis of outdoor recreation in the United States. This episode describes the rise of wave pools in the surfing industry. The history of surfing has changed over the years. We have come from catching small waves on longboards to becoming thirsty for catching a hollow wave that forms a perfect tube on ridiculously short performance-based surfboards. Surfing originated in Tahiti and quickly developed a popularity in Hawaii and shortly after the coasts of North America. With the increasing popularity of surfing, there has been a boom in the amount of people seen in a lineup out in the ocean. It's a free-for-all for the next best wave to come, competing with one another to catch the best waves. But what if there was a way to make every wave the next best wave? The implementation of wave pools has increased surfing's popularity because it provides people inland with the opportunity to surf perfect waves. This has changed the way that training and competing is done in surfing, and even has gone as far as making specific waves for competitions and to replicate the best waves ever seen in the ocean's natural waves. Surfing gives the natural freedom of sitting in the water and literally diving into nature. With so many benefits of wave pools to further the sport, are there actually disadvantages that come with surfing in a pool and riding out over artificially made waves? To find out, I researched how pro surfers feel about these pools, as well as performing my own interview with amateur surfer Ben Gravy on his ideals about advantages and disadvantages in surfing wave pools. Wave pools are impacting surfing in a way that was unforeseen in the past and with the establishments of wave pools back when King Ludwig II of Bavaria used his own private lake to create artificial waves in 1845. But the history of these man-made waves has changed drastically in the past 175 years when the first wave pool was born into reality. Wave pools have now been adopted into the surfing industry and making artificial waves to have a perfectly formed long riding wave. Since wave pools have become more advanced, they are beginning to pop up around the country and the rest of the world to bring surfing inland and add a constant being of having rideable waves when the swell is small in natural conditions. But how is it different to actually going out and surfing? You are out on the open water, sand in your hair from the wind offshore of the beach, and just waiting for the next wave to show itself in the distance as it builds in power to break into a full surfable wave. But there's something different about this. Every wave is the exact same. And that sand, it only continues until the concrete bowl of the artificial pool takes over for the ground underwater. Losing that aspect of involving yourself in nature is something that doesn't quite sit right when you are surfing a wave pool. Pro surfer Mick Fanning recounts on this as he is willing to surf a wave pool, but really thinks that there is a whole nature of surfing missing. He says that half of the fun is the search for that perfect wave. In outdoor recreation, surfing has always held itself to be an open ocean sport, and so many surfers have agreed that a wave pool is a luxury that should not take over the sport entirely, but be something more of a practice area to build community and train for open ocean surfing. Mick Fanning and Jamie O'Brien, two professional surfers, both have their individual takes on surfing wave pools. Fanning goes into depth about how he can never leave the ocean and needs to be in the ocean constantly even after experiencing a shark attack during his heat in the World Surfing League competition. 
Fanning still prefers the ocean compared to wave pools. Not to say that he hasn't fallen to surfing a wave pool, but he believes that there is just a huge part missing in the real nature of the sport with too much uniformity being prevalent in wave pools. O'Brien, on the other hand, has said that if he could retire and surf wave pools only for the rest of his life, he would. He explains how hard on the body being able to go wave after wave is, but is happy to see developing technology to make waves more likely through the nature of surfing big waves like Pipeline on the north shore of Oahu. Bringing surfing to wave pools is something that surfers agree on is a fun experience, but it is so different, and nothing can really beat the unpredictability of the next wave. 